During the 1700s, thousands of French settlers were expelled from the northeastern region of North America and were forced to return to France or resettle in various other areas. One of the most popular destinations was the then Spanish colony of Louisiana. Over the following century, these recently arrived French and the area's Native American cultures blended into what we now call Cajuns. Although, bloodlines and customs were not the only thing that ended up mixing together. Legends of a shape-shifting terror also took form from the shared beliefs of both groups. An unholy beast that stalks the swamps and bayous with an uncontrollable thirst for blood. The creature has many supposed beginnings, a witch's curse, the soul of an unbaptized child given to the swamps to be raised by alligators. The origins of the beast are as murky as the waters of the bayous themselves. This case file joined the theorists as they laissez les bon temps rouler in their search for the Rougarou. And welcome to an AM edition of Alien Theorist Theorizing. I'm Sleepy B. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. I'm not sure I'm awake yet. <laughs> um, it's not that early, but it's not that early, but it's a odd one for us. This is the first time we've ever done an official case file in the morning. I haven't had one beer. Not yeah, even. No, one beer. Not one. We're just sip. on the. We're on the caffeine. Um. It was a good plan to do the case file at the end of a weekend of just drinking early in the morning with the fatigue fully set in. Uh, this was a good plan all around. I'm glad I came up with this. Uh, I feel like it's going to be our best case file ever. It was our impromptu pod weekend. We didn't plan nothing and we just drank and played five hours of D&D. Yeah. <laughs> Very um, productive. It was, it was good. Um, what are we talking about today? What are we even doing here? Rougarou. Rougarou. I honestly, when I first heard this, just by name Rougarou, I was like, oh, we're talking about some, are we getting Byron on? Because we're talking about some like I thought Australian, sure. some Australian monster. And they're like, no, it's in the States. And I'm like, yeah, but it's called Rougarou. And they're like, and it's French. I'm like, what? Who named this? <laughs> Sounds like Scooby-Doo named it. Yeah. Rougarou. <laughs> Well, the Rougarou uh, is actually like a portmanteau, I believe. It's just like a changing of the name of Loup Garou, which is French for werewolf. Uh, this creature is a uh, a pretty solid staple of uh, Cajun and Creole folklore. Uh, oh, it yes. It comes oh, yes, out oh, of yes. the uh, mostly, actually mostly Cajun communities down there. Uh, it's it's really based around it's really just a Cajun werewolf is what it is Cajun werewolf I like yeah. that it's just polite it's polite it's got some manners little higher taste for the fine things <laughs> it's a little suave you know a little suave <laughs> laid back maybe maybe has a deck of glowing uh, playing cards that it can throw and explode yeah 
This September, Tampocho is giving me the horribles. <laughs> as he dabs his, as he dabs his fur with a a white terra cloth. Uh, so the Rougarou is also kind of referred to as like the Cajun boogeyman, and we've talked about this before uh, during our boogeyman episode. Uh, that it's kind of a lot of the legend and folklore that surrounds it is like cautionary tales or ways to kind of keep people or mostly children in line. Uh, one of the ways that it was purported for you to become a Rougarou was if you were a Christian who didn't observe Lent for seven like years in a row. Catholic Christian. No, because Catholic. Catholics observe I mean, Lent. Uh, what is Lent anyway? It's with the shit in the dryer. Uh, right. Yeah. If you don't how, clean your dryer. How, how could I forget? In seven years, and it doesn't catch fire, you turn into a loser. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the point. It doesn't catch fire. That's how you know if you're uh, visiting the home of a Rougarou. So always check yeah. their dryer, their lint yeah, trap. That's why you always clean the lint trap. Uh, it, it's That's where you give up something for 40 days, right? Right. It's usually yeah. traditionally like a, a time of fasting. It's very, it's very similar to Ramadan. Like it's just like it's a lot right. of fasting and giving up something or or giving up uh, a comfort of some sort. Most people, that's how people serve. This is the loosest curse of all time because Catholics <laughs> must even know this is bullshit. This Lent because they're like, listen, you got to do it at least once within seven years, or you'll be cursed. But you, you know, you, the other times you don't have to do it. Just you got to do it. You got to observe Lent at least once in seven years because they're like, I, I'm not doing this shit every year. <laughs> Like, right. <laughs> once in seven or you get cursed uh, some versions of the myth uh, involve witches and that witches are able to curse a person to become a Rougarou and this spell remains in place for like 101 years is the, the number that I came across the most and uh, it is only transferred to another person so transferred and given I guess it's, it's something that you give to the, the next person becomes a Rougarou after they draw another human's blood Wait, I th I thought it was 101 days, but yeah, it's 101 it, years. No, I thought it was 101. Oh, sorry, days 101 days. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, sorry. magic! It's, you're trapped as a Rougarou for 101 years. But it's it doesn't sound that like honestly, it's not like a werewolf. Where it's like it doesn't, by all accounts, it doesn't really sound like you're out of control like a werewolf. Where it's like you're just like run, everyone! I'm changing. It's like every night you're just like you like take off your top hat and just like slowly morph, and you're like, ooh, I'm a wolf now for yeah. like the next 12 hours. Oh. Would you look at this? I've suddenly become the big ragu. Guess I'm going to go outside and get me some blood. <laughs> Can't beat that so one. Yeah, I imagine you're, uh, you're, it would seem to be you want to stay out of the way of any uh, noticeably hairy men. Uh, wearing uh, silk cravats and velvet jackets at night. <laughs> well, that, probably, feel, that might I, also yeah. identify a person as a Rougarou. There's like, I like from the just a quick side tale of this because I'm like, it sounds like in some of the tales, like the Rougarous can speak um, and talk with people. And like, like you said, Dan, like a way for the curse to get passed on and the person cured is if that person in Rougarou is cut with a knife or cut with a, you know, a silver blade. And then that person will turn back into a human and the person who cut them now holds the curse of a Rougarou. And if they tell anyone about it for the next year and a day, 
they will the curse will be happen upon like they will then take the form of the Ruguru. So like I was like, what the, what the fuck is you got these? Why kill the Ruguru? You got suave ass beasts walking around the swamps, being like, I dare you to cut me. Why don't you just yeah. try it? <laughs> I so I read there's that one, and I also read one that if it just looks at you, it could pass the curse to you. Just with a side eye, just a, just a quick glance at if you make eye contact with a Ruguru, it can pass its curse. Why I never. So if you want to avoid becoming a Ruguru, one of the most common ways to keep a Ruguru out of your domicile, apparently, is that you need to place 13 objects. Uh, people mentioned pennies specifically, but also rocks and other types of like mundane objects were referred to. Because apparently when you become a Ruguru, you lose the ability to count, count. past 13 <laughs> or past 12. <laughs> this is the thing. I don't understand. Like when I was reading this, I was like, who wrote that? Who came up with that part of the myth? It doesn't make any sense to me. You got this suave-ass Cajun werewolf walking around and he's like, oh my God, is that 12 pennies I see there? One, <laughs> two, three, four. Is the Ruguru have, five, also have like six, OCD? Six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Eight. Oh, there's another. What comes next? <laughs> Now that you've happened to be muddy confusing. <laughs> yeah. uh. Let me re- <laughs> let me restart here for a moment. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Something's oh, wrong here. Oh my lord! I seem to have found myself in quite the predicament. So wait, they have. Let a- me start again. One. Okay, <laughs> the rest two. of the podcast is going to be a Braden <laughs> attempting to count to thirteen. Can't do it, Rougarou. So they have OCD. Brayden can't do it either, apparently. So we know that Brayden's also might be. A that's how I. That's how I keep Brayden busy when I'm setting Strike up. Strike one, Brayden. I keep Brayden busy by setting up by just placing thirteen objects on the table. Yeah, and I'm like, huh? What? My oh my! Like I didn't. I don't understand that. I'm like, he just gets. He's got OCD that he's got to count. He's like, if Every I see time. anything bunched together, I need to count. We talked about this on like vampires. We talked about oh. uh, uh, in vampire folklore where they do have some type of, or their their behavior is marked by some type of OCD. Where if you throw out uh, objects, yeah. whether it's grains of rice, uh, could be you know coins or things like that. If you throw them out, or what was the other one? They seeds or something See. like that. If you throw it out in front of them, they have they feel compelled <laughs> to sit down and count all of them. <laughs> of course, vam- vampires apparently are superior to Rougarous and they can count all of them, <laughs> but they can get past 13. But Rougarous... So, I mean, I don't know, Zell. Nice. They can't get so past, count 13. past 13. I get, I get to 21 and I lose what's, it. What's the... Uh, but here's my question, Dan. So say, say I'm, a, I'm a very skeptical... Like, I'm a very scared person. I'm concerned about a Rougarou. So I'm going to have 13, 13 pennies in my pocket. All times. At all times. Ready to just, wah, the old just penny Just jingling throw. everywhere yeah. you go. Uh, so, you know, at night I'm walking down, you know, in the back, in the swamps as I do. <laughs> like often, I, often. Right? Strike two, Brayden, wandering swamps and can't count past 13. <laughs> and uh, I happen upon this half wolf uh, man who's like, I dare you to cut me. And I'm like, ah, I reach my pocket in the, in the panic of seeing this thing. I just grab for the 13 pennies. I grab 11 and I throw them. You're fucked. Does he just look at me and go, that's 11, motherfucker. You're done. <laughs> or can I still have- change? Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I think if you, can like chuck the, dust. if you can chuck the remaining two before he counts to 11, you're good. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I got you. I got <laughs> you now. 
I mean, why not just have a whole bunch in your pocket through like 40? I'm going to have to bring back the cargo shorts. I'm walking around fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> just this strange. $20 worth of pennies in your fucking yeah, pants. Yeah, man. Mm. That's great. But if you think 13 is going to fuck them, throw 50. Guy's going to be there for six years. Wow, <laughs> man. I've never. So traditionally, uh, you know, I mentioned that this is a... Uh, the evolution of this myth seems to originate from like 16th century France, where the loop guru, a werewolf, uh, was usually blamed for everything. Apparently, uh, you could blame it's like, well, uh, meat spoiled at night. Up, oh, loop guru did it. Up, oh, somebody stole something. Loop guru did it. Got the herpes. Loop guru did it. Like it's just, it was kind of their form of, uh, you know, just witches uh, at some point. So now. You don't really have a lot of confirmed sightings of Rougarous. Like it's it's mostly about people saying, like, I saw something, it could have been the Rougarou. Right. It just seems to be an an explanation for something that is unknown or that you don't know what you saw deep in the swamps of Louisiana. You see yeah, um, you, you've seen something with dark fur in the bushes moving. It's fucking Rougarou. That's a Rougarou. Gotta be. God be goddamn Rougarou. Um, one of the most, one of the kind of, I guess you could put it in the category of photographic evidence uh, is what is known apparently as the um, DeRitter Roadkill yep. photo. Yep. And the DeRitter Roadkill photo is, uh, was taken by Barbara Mullins uh, sometime in 1996. And people have claimed that this, body or this carcass that was found on the side of the road uh that is seemingly unidentifiable uh is is a body of a rougarou so when you take when you take a look at it let's pull it up here i'm pulling it up here and you're watching the live stream oh god damn so those of you who aren't watching the live stream uh the picture is just like it i mean it's roadkill it's a lump of fur on the side of the road (laughs) and it's tiny like it's not it's not big well well, there's nothing in the picture to kind of compare it there's no size compare there's nothing in there for size well there's grass right there's like grass so you can see that but my thing is i'm like as i'm looking at that i'm like is that what you turn into is that if that's a ruguru you turn into this little short so now when i was thinking of this like hulking beast coming at me being like cut me you've got this cute little cuddly thing that comes out wearing a little top hat and a hat and he's like well good evening sir it's nice to see you and you're like who said that you look down it's just this tiny tiny little little (laughs) tiny little dog yeah, so if you're watching the live stream, we got it up. It's uh, It looks like a giant rodent Yeah, on the side of the road, but you can't really make out any, any it's features. Roadkill. It, it's roadkill. And the girl who said, it said girl who found it said it was like a, looked like a, like a size of a large, like a St. Bernard. Right. That's what she says. A lot of people who have looked at the, the photo, people who are uh, natives of Louisiana, uh, theorize that it's possibly what's known as a koipu or a nutria, which is a type of aquatic rodent that lives in that same area. It, it looks similar to a beaver. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that too. Yeah. I, I yeah. they're actually they're actually native to South America, and they were brought here in 1866 by the fur trade, which I thought was pretty neat. <laughs> it's a little weird little fact. Well, good old good old humans. So I mean, it could be one of those, or like a muskrat or something. It kind of kind of looks like that. Yeah, it looks yeah, giant rodent. I think it's. Definitely a ragu. Right. It could definitely be the big ragu ragu. Yeah. Listen here. Just because I am very little does not mean I am imposing. Uh. (laughs) 
I will bite at your ankles. Uh, what is I a, do declare. Are Rougarous, what if, uh, can kids get turned into a Rougarou? Does it stay relative to the size? If it's a small, if it's a child, oh, does a it cute. become a small Rougarou? If it's a, if it's the mountain, does it become a 20 foot Rougarou? Is, is there variation or is like you just, once you transform, you're always the same size Rougarou? Um, I don't think there's any real consensus on size of what the Rougarou is. Uh, maybe seven to eight feet. Usually you get to kind of get that Big number size. around, but it could possibly be uh, dependent on the physical, you know, original physical size of the person who's possessed by the curse of the Rougarou. Um, it's a good theory of it if I've ever heard one. <laughs> There you go. So, so yeah, I, am small, I am quite mighty. <laughs> so now within this same area of Louisiana and through, you know, the areas where are populated by uh, Cajun and Creole uh, culture, there's also something that is known as the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Uh, some people might have oh. heard of it. It's It's kind of relatively, it's been becoming more, popular i feel like in the cryptid circles uh the honey island swamp monster was a creature that became popular after um it was reported uh, in a sighting by one harlan ford in 1963 uh at the time he, he was a retired air traffic controller and he was out with his friend billy mills and they said that they saw this large bipedal creature standing over a dead boar and it like the boar had had its throat torn out Shit. Uh, when they found it. So this this creature they described having dingy gray hair, it had long hair which uh, coming out from its head, which seemed to kind of obscure some of its face. But they also described uh, what we have always what we have heard of before coming from long haired bipedal creatures that live in the swamp. They described a horrible stench. Stinky motherfucker. Yeah, man. He's lurking around in the, you know, that gross ass swamp water. They're coming out there all mossy and sludgy, matted hair. Do they have, because we talked about the skunk ape and like the swamp cabbage. Is it, do they have, is that the same? Because well, that was in the Everglades more, but it, do, do they have that kind of, they have swamp cabbage here? They've, I don't know if they have swamp cabbage. Maybe they're in the same kind of. Same supposing kind of ish ecosystem yeah kind of area similar environments uh but these two creatures sound very similar so there is the theory that these are perhaps the ruguru is a type of swamp ape from the the, the reports that i've heard and read about and uh the most of the ones you see that coming out of like tv shows and documentaries is that it sounds very similar to a swamp ape down to the reported uh the reported sighting of footprints that are left behind uh, fitting the, the three toed description it's having three toes. And there's also seems to be evidence of like a vestigial toe or something like that uh, on like a, one side of the foot, like a dew claw. Uh, like you a also have this idea that uh, some cryptozoologists, when they have looked at these, these footprints, they have identified that the toes look like those of that would typically be seen on an arboreal creature, like a creature that is used to traveling through the treetops, uh, uh, being okay. able to grasp branches and things like that, which also kind of lines up with some of the sightings of people who have seen reported to have seen this creature in, in recent years. And they've said that they've seen them either exhibit 
you know, extremely capable climbing abilities. They they scale up uh, sheer sides of riverbanks and things like that with no trouble at all. Some of them have even reported seeing them in the trees. Like you look up and it's there's something in that tree that isn't supposed to be there. Some large, you know, hairy creature that's hanging out in a tree and seemingly just. I'll, I'll shut this down right then, right now. It cannot be seven feet tall and that big swinging nimbly bimbly that thing would be come crashing to the ground every time it got a branch so i'm like right then i'm like you know like we looked at the roadkill it would make more sense to me that the rougarou is not not a seven foot monster not a seven foot monster it would be a little smaller unless what's happening and and you know this could be very well be the case that in these dense areas there's more than just a rougarou that you know lives in these swamps counterpoint you ever seen a black bear climb a tree those motherfuckers rip up trees. Yeah, but they're not jumping from the tree, from one tree to another, swinging on branches and shit. Well, maybe the reports are exaggerated. Maybe they just see them in the tree chop, treetops. Like maybe, it's, maybe it has some like ape-like attributes, right? Well, dude, nothing is off the table now that we know that there's that, that ape testing place in Florida that let apes get out all the time and they head into the swamps. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, swamp apes. I'm I'm just saying a, a fucking 400 pound black bear can climb a tree, so I, I don't think it's unrealistic that. It, yeah, or it could be a juvenile black bear. Oh, could be ooh, a yeah. juvenile a rougarou. Bear. Juvenile rougarou, just like the one juvenile found on the roadkill. Rougarou. <laughs> now another thing about the, the this case, uh, I mentioned uh, Harlan before. Before now, Harlan Ford kind of uh, became a little bit famous for his sighting of the uh, swamp island, the honey. What did I say? The Honey Island Swamp Monster. His even his friend Billy Mills, who was there and witnessed it with him, had an interview uh, in a 2017 documentary, which they had the interview from 2005, and he reported seeing this thing. Like he reported seeing what this black, uh, you know, dingy brown, hairy creature uh, moving through the moving through the forest, and so. One of the pieces of evidence uh, that this story hinges around is this discovery that they found a uh, Super 8 film, uh, which was in Harlan Ford's belongings after he died in 1980. They found this film, which reportedly shows what they saw that day, or they took footage of this creature. It's very similar to like the Patterson-Gimlin film, the creature's just a little farther away and a little more, in the, not so much in the open. The, right. The creature. So it's a little bit question. back in the forest. If you watch it, like something is, you obviously see something, right? And it's moving on two feet through the trees and things like that. Uh, not through the treetops, but actually in the forest itself on the along the ground, showing bipedal locomotion and the, the dark hair and is definitely what they describe seeing. All right. So I, I, got, I got that video. So let's, let's play it here real quick because- it's kind of cool. We'll do a little commentary through it. It's a really short video, but here it goes. So we got a creature. We got a Super 8 film. Creature comes center frame. Yeah, it it's just a walks through. humanoid creature walking through. You kind of get a glimpse of him. And he disappears behind the tree, and that's it. Yeah, it's a, that's a hard one here for we go. me. One cause... more time. Here we go. <laughs> there he is. You get about two seconds. It's too obscure. Three seconds. Like That could 100% be a... You mean it's hard for you because it could just be any type of black object walking past the woods? Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's not a good enough thing. And there's, like, 
to me, it would be different if there was audio on that too, of like someone being like, by God. Let's see. I, I don't know if this audio will play or not. <laughs> that's that's as bad that's it's a, ba- just a, that's just a, a bad guy version. coming <laughs> did you hear that no <laughs> didn't you hear the guy say okay go go walk <laughs> run run no walk no not like that like we practiced yeah or maybe like maybe the reason he didn't he never like made that like publicly known that he had that footage is because he did the same thing he got on video he's like what the fuck was that He's like, I can't, not, that's, maybe that's nothing. Well, except he labeled it fucking Bigfoot footage or some shit like that. So you think he planned the hoax and then just didn't follow through? He's like, ah, I'll, I'll never get away with this one. Well, funny thing about that is that recently, I think it's about 2016 or so, people have begun to go back and revisit this case. And at least one investigator says that they found evidence that very like very powerful evidence that this was a hoax the honey island swamp monster at least the footage and harlan ford story was a hoax uh when they went down to the area that they uh you know to investigate you know talk to people about harlan ford about the sighting and things like that apparently a lot of his family members and close friends of uh harlan they knew it was a hoax. They're like, yeah, it's a hoax. He even made it. He made something to make those footprints. He made a, a shoe to make those footprints. <laughs> and so apparently, and this shoe turned up like during the investigation, this, this guy tracked down the shoe, which apparently had been purchased by one of the residents of the town at like a flea market or something. And their, their kid had taken into school as like a show and tell object. And uh, this, this shoe, it's, it, it's like to describe it. If you're not, if you're, um, we have, there's, there's video evidence of this shoe. There's actual, like they, they shoot a video of this. There's a YouTube video, um, titled Bigfoot is real, real Bigfoot Sasquatch sightings in the South. And in the last 15 minutes of the video, there is this, um, uh, they, they show you this device, which is obviously something made for a hoax. Like it is a shoe with on the bottom, there's, uh, like a carved, uh, talon, almost like a talon, three toed talon, like foot. And so you could just put the shoe on and you would, you know, I assume that's how you would do it. You just put the shoe on and then you would walk through the swamp and and these it would probably, you know, more than likely produce these footprints that look would look similar to the 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 cast that they have that they claim are of the Honey Island Swamp Monster or these footprints that they found in the Louisiana swamps purported to belong to these hairy hominids. I mean, listen to the lengths that these people went to, to to discredit our boy. Obviously, this whole town and all his family are coming out against him, trying to hide the truth. Right. I mean, all of this came out after his death. So I don't exactly. know. Maybe they are trying to discredit it. Maybe somebody else made this and said, seen those footprints and said, well, we'll just make the shoe and we'll make Harlan look like a big fool. Who they're knows? hiding God and they're hiding the honey the sw- island the swamp skunk hi- monkey. The swamp's hiding God. Okay. <laughs> they're hiding God out in that swamp. So I, you know, I would be on the I'd be on the side that perhaps, like, okay, maybe Harlan Ford himself had heard of these stories and perhaps perpetrated or had planned on perpetrating a hoax, because we're not really sure if he actually did it. But it it that doesn't uh, I feel like that doesn't explain 
the 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 sightings that people have had no. in in recent years, like you know, in the last couple of years. You know, I, I mentioned uh, in one film uh, there was a, a lady by the name of Deborah Evans Chester. Uh, she was a 25-year critical care trauma ICU nurse, and she reported seeing something. Uh, she had one of those road crossing sightings. I said she was driving along the road and she saw this creature get up on the side of the road and walk across, and it had long, you know, long hair hanging from its arms, like not. It definitely wasn't human, but it was walking on two legs and it was something that she couldn't explain and something that really terrified her because it's when you see something like this, you know, I, I would assume it's very hard to, to process in your brain. <laughs> You're like, what am I seeing right now? I have no idea. Uh, but when she talks about it, she seems genuinely terrified of what she saw. Yeah. Like th those sightings come up a lot with like Bigfoot too, like something ran across the road. It was huge on two legs. It took three strides and it went 20 feet and you're like, Whoa, fuck. But in, yeah. in those type of ones, there's um, no chance to get like, there's no chance for a video because you, by, you, you're either driving or by the time you get your phone out, it's already back in the woods. And I, you know, I have a lot of admiration for the people who go out into these swamps and just hang out there. I, I find it absolutely fascinating that people go out there and whether it's hunting or whether it's, you know, they just go out there to whether commune with nature and just hang out. I have, I, I don't know how people do that because swamps are a hundred percent haunted at the very least. Uh, yeah. If, if there's um, any place, there was one sighting by a man named Steve Crawford and he was squirrel hunting in the area <laughs> of the middle Bogue Chito, which is an area uh, there in the, uh, what is it? The uh, Bradley Slough is what they call. And it's it's inside of a, a nature preserve. Uh, he was out there hunting squirrels. And part you, of his story. Eat, uh, like, is it is it a thing to eat squirrels or is it just like hunting? Like, is that it? I, I just I think, when I, I read said, that. I think you can, you can eat squirrels. No, people in Canada, a lot of people don't hunt squirrels. But in the States, squirrel hunting is like, that's that's it's common. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's common. Um, For what though? Like you eat them? You eat them? Yeah, like you just like you a, like a, like a rabbit. Like if I can get a rabbit, eat it. You can eat the squirrel. I, I've heard that the brains are very tasty. Though I've heard that squirrel brains. Hey, well, because uh. they eat all, well squirrels. Apparently, squirrel meat. I've never had it, but apparently, it's it's pretty good because all they eat is or mo mostly what they eat is seeds and nuts. Hmm. So it makes the meat like uh, pretty tasty. Apparently, pretty could tasty. be. Could be. I think, Interesting. I think we're obviously missing out what this thing has to be. I think it's pretty clear. What's that? Swamp thing. <laughs> Seriously, it take swamp thing takes place in Louisiana. It's fucking swamp thing. Perfect. Well, other than swamp thing's not hairy. He's mossy. Yeah. Oh, so you're what you're saying is it's always dark. So it's exactly. they're mistaken. The mistaken? moss for hair. It's not hair. It's Some moss. might say it's darker than dark. <laughs> the dark dim. Hard to the dark dim's real dark. Yeah. In the swamp. Swamp thing. Simple as that. Well, maybe, um, maybe that's where they got the idea for it. In the maybe. Room. So this uh, guy's out maybe. here hunting poor little helpless squirrels. And what happens? Well, he's not. Uh, Steve Crawford reported seeing this thing. Uh, I found his report very, very entertaining because I, there was this one question where he was, they asked him, like, where did he see it? And he was talking about, uh, he's like, we were out there haunt, uh camping on the haunted island side i looked on the google maps of like where he was talking about this uh 
the middle Bogechito and the Bradley Slough. And there's this tiny little island right there. And he's like, oh, we were, we were camping on the haunted island side. I'm like, what the He described fuck? it as the haunted, haunted island? Haunted island? The haunted side. Yeah. It's is this guy a Zelznik? Like, is he looking for demons <laughs> and ghosts and trouble? Like... Maybe, I don't maybe, know. Maybe that's where like it's the, like the squirrels grow biggest. Like that's not what like I when you said that I was like, oh, is this island named that? Like the haunted island? So he's like, oh, we we're on the. No, haunted it's just island. known as that. I it, guess, it's just known because Google Maps, I couldn't find it because <laughs> it's fucking haunted. Sweet, and I'm right. gonna go camp there. It's a it's a tiny little island that's in the middle of this this I guess this slough, which is like a which I learned today is like a side channel or inlet uh, or a natural channel that is only sporadically. Uh, filled with water so it's like a little creek mostly when i guess there's water in it and it goes around this tiny little island and, and yeah th- i guess that's the haunted island because i looked on the map i'm like that that's it like that's there, there's really a, a little island right there uh, but the fact that you're like we're gonna go ha- camp on the haunted island i'm like well that was your first mistake you brought it all on yourself yeah everything we, that happens we gotta talk more about this haunted island but let's take a quick break we'll be right back all right, we're yep. what were we talking about? We're talking about haunted island. Talking about this dude who thinks it's a good idea to go camp, camp on. on a haunted island. Like, of, like if he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go camp at a haunted island in the middle of a Louisiana swamp," I'm like, "Well, okay, yeah, of course you're gonna see a Rougarou. No shit." <laughs> well, see, I, this makes me think that maybe the Rougarou is some sort of like apparition, and that's why it'll it'll elude. You know, maybe it's like some you see it in the fog, right? It's it's uh it's more haunting because that's you don't really hear like looking into it i didn't see in too many like attacks and i i guess you don't see any accounts of people talking about it but i guess part of the curse is if you were to talk about it you then become the rougarou so like you can't if you were to so you see the rougarou you can't speak about the rougarou or you'll be or you become the rougarou the first rule of Rougarou's, Rougarou's is don't talk about Rougarou's. We yeah, all know right. that. Yeah, first rule of Rougarou, don't talk about Rougarou. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people report or uh, that some of the tales and some of the mythology has been mixed in from the Native American cultures from that area. Uh, some refer to this creature as Latiche or Latiche, and it was. Uh, it, it seems more like a skinwalker. Well, it's funny because I was I was telling that to Zell when we were we were watching some videos last night and stuff. Um, And at one point, I said I turned to him. I said, "Man, a lot of these accounts and descriptions remind me of you know what people say they see at Skinwalker Ranch." Oh, like an apparition. Well, these like you know these giant wolf men running around, right? These skinwalkers that can change shape, right? Like. To me, when I was reading about the Rougarou and this stuff, like that's what kind of popped into my head right away. I'm like, well, maybe that's you know where this is coming from is like stories like that and tales there, or, or maybe this is the exact same thing and just you know like Bigfoot goes by many many names. Maybe this is, um, you know, we're giving a different name to the same thing, the same phenomenon. Yeah, because a lot of people do say like Bigfoot and stuff always seems to just appear and disappear. Like footsteps will be there, and then footsteps will be gone. Well, and, and if you think about skinwalkers, they will change into men, right? And right. They're, they're yeah. That also kind of actually lines up with one reported sighting. There's a there's a TV episode of Cajun Justice that I looked up <laughs> that, that related to this. And uh, yeah. the police officers in this one county were called out to investigate uh, what this man reported. Apparently, he had video evidence. He had a little like iPhone. He had like a, took a, some footage with his phone. Couldn't really say anything. You saw maybe like a hairy arm 
could very well have been a gorilla suit. Not really sure. Uh, but when they try to follow the trail, the trail kind of cut off into some in, into some grass, like some long grass off to the side. And then they said it just disappeared. Like it's just gone. Like the trail just like you could see clearly where the grass was pushed down. Of course, this is a TV show. It also looked uh, a little bit scripted. So eh, take that with a grain of salt. And but you could see where the trail went and they said that it just disappeared. Either the Ruguru can teleport like interdimensionally or it can fucking jump like the Hulk. Well, there's also people who report that it's Bounding. more, it's, it's not exactly a werewolf. It's also, it's more of a shapeshifter that it can turn into a bird. It can turn into an alligator. It can turn into, <laughs> oh, <laughs> turn into anything. I suppose. Getting better. There's a, there's yeah. a, there's a great story. Uh, we watched today of this like farmer. He's walking out and he like, he like looks into his pig pen and he's like, six pigs? I only have five pigs. And he turns to walk away and he goes, I only have five pigs. Where'd that other pig come from? And he turns around. And as he turns around, there's just a cow where the sixth pig was. And it's just looking at him. And he goes, the cow was looking at me ominously. <laughs> as if like, you just caught me. Like, <laughs> And now I'm the Rougarou. Yeah. <laughs> you're, give me a name. I'm the Rougarou. Oh, you're the Rougamoo. Yeah, Rougamoo. Oh. <laughs> so what, no matter what form the Rougarou is in, if it makes eye contact with you, you're fucked. My lord, he's going to turn me into a Rougarou. I better call Cajun justice right away. <laughs> Tell my camp. Which Grab the Cajun the- justice phone. Put the, <laughs> the Cajun justice signal up in the sky. Get him fucking there ASAP. I, know, yeah. I watched the TV show. It's just like, it, it's Cajun cops, mostly. It's, it's what it is. I just I, In my head, I just pictured some people coming in like velvet suits with hats and canes and be like, so what do we have here? Tell us your problem. <laughs> You're under arrest for the crime of trying to pass off velveteen as real velvet. A gentleman can always tell the difference. <laughs> my lord, as soon as I'm done dabbing my forehead from the sweat, because it is so sweltering, we are going to arrest you. <laughs> Cage justice. <laughs> it should take, the beginning of every episode should take place in a courtroom. Yeah. And there is white suit just fucking Given his testimony, and that—that's the first thing I think of when I think of a case. It shouldn't. It shouldn't, even, it shouldn't even be in a courtroom. It should be on the front porch of the <laughs> exactly. the front porch of the accused person. They're sitting, yeah. having a polite. Your Honor, I am just a humble rugaru. It's like, as soon as we finish, I don't this know here, all of gee. these big Lorian words, but I do know that this man made eye contact with me. Therefore. He is a rude <laughs> I've been here. If the foot doesn't match the print, you must acquit. Yeah. I've been known to be called a creeper of sorts in the night, but that's because I just love creeping in the night. <laughs> it is much cooler for me to creep. <laughs> Oh, uh, so where'd we leave off? Can we yeah, make the can we make, is pretty much anything you want it to be? Can we make Cage Justice? Can, <laughs> yeah, can we make a spinoff show? <laughs> I'm much more interested in the show Cage Justice though. That's all I've been thinking about this whole time. N- new case file. <laughs> I will tell you right now, it is nothing like what we just did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a goddamn shame. Yeah. They, they missed a golden opportunity. Well, it sounds like we got ourselves a new show. Yeah. How can we spin Cajun Justice into our own non copyrighted name? No, we don't. we're like, listen, uh, we want to do a show called Ch- Cajun Justice. And they're like, that's already a show. They're like, no, no, no. 
But listen to our idea, and they're like, God damn, you're right. We'll give you the name. Just spell it different. All right, where were we? Where, yeah, where did we leave off? I lost, got lost in the Cajun Justice. So the show Cajun uh, Justice, he, they, yeah. He I, I would say that the, the Rougarou is, is probably an amalgamation of all the the creepy shit that you find in the swamp. It is just the remarkable diversity of wetlands themselves and, and swamps and things like that. You kind of forget that so much shit lives in there. You know, you got you got bears, you've got boars, you've got alligators, you've got uh, large birds, you've got everything in there. You could possibly cat fucking weird looking catfish that live in there. There's all kinds of fucking stuff. That dinosaurs, that could, everything. Yeah. Ape people, swamp apes, whatever. There's a lot of shit in there to creep you out and you could see and not be able to probably be able to explain. Now, say the legend of the Rougarou, it is a supernatural beast. Is there any, we, we've talked about if you try and cut it, you might become the Rougarou. Is there any way to protect yourself? Is there any way to kill the Rougarou? Uh, What's the lore? Well, the, in the lore, it seems that the Rougarou can be dispatched just the same way as you would dispatch anything. Like you can, you could shoot it, you can uh, behead it, you can hit it with it. your car, it's, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> So just trauma-inflicted wounds can end the Rougarou? It says like yeah, they don't seem to be super naturally hardy or anything or, or impervious to any type of uh, like regular firearms or anything like that. If you shoot it or stab it, apparently uh, it'll die just like anything else. If it bleeds, you can kill it. When it's funny because like the curse, I always think I'm looking at like when I was looking at it, I was like, it says, you know, the, a person who's a Rougarou will have like a like a thirst for blood, but it doesn't say like I never read that it was human blood. So then I was like, OK, well, maybe that's why these things are going into the swamp to look for something to eat because you don't really see if too many like people been like and then it attacked me. Right. Like you literally never. There's not one story. So it's like you just don't want to be a Rougarou because then I imagine for those 101 days, you're not sleeping. You're up all night. You just got this unsatiable thirst for blood and you're in the woods. Like, yeah, because there's no stories like a lot of Bigfoot stories, like Bigfoot's throwing rocks from the at canoes and in the lake and seems to like, well, we all know Bigfoot's petty. That's why. All right. He's just petty. <laughs> yeah. Would you you say that to his face, Brady? <laughs> yeah, I will. I, I heard Bigfoot watches the show. You're fucked. Um, but the, the Rougarou one, it's just it's it, it's strange one for me because you, you, there's never any attacks. And then if the curse is to believe, believe that it's after 101 days, um, it disappears. Or I've even read that it like reverts back to the last person that was Rougarou. So it's like if you pass it on and then the other person, like you get it back. So it's like a, it's it's like a, a never ending cycle. It's a cycle. curse, supernatural oh my curse. God. That's the <laughs> fucking worst. Could you imagine? So you like, finally, I'm done with this shit. You can't kill you the Rougarou with then. It again. You can't kill it. If you kill the Rougarou, it just reverts back to the person before. So basically, it's like herpes. You just can't get rid of that shit. It keeps popping up when you don't want it to. It's yeah, just... but once everyone's a Rougarou, no one's a Rougarou. Touche. Just like herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I t the Rougarou doesn't so much go off of sightings. Like the folklore doesn't really go off of sightings. It's mostly just uh, relegated to, to legend and, and myth. Uh, but it's just used as a kind of stand-in to be like, that was the Rougarou. Like you can, uh, more than a few 
reported sightings, it was like, it's like, I just saw something I can't explain. It was the Rougarou or it was probably a Rougarou. Instead of them saying Bigfoot or Skunk Ape, they're like, it's a Rougarou. Rougarou. If you're Cajun, you refer to it as the Rougarou, I suppose. Right. So it's like the Rougarou is an amalgamation of folklore from different parts of the world, sightings that can't be explained and also used as a boogeyman at the same time. Right. So it's like if you were you live in the Pacific Northwest and you're familiar with the legend of Bigfoot um, or uh, sorry, legend, the the actual creature Bigfoot, <laughs> you would uh, you'd be like you saw something in the woods walking upright, hairy. You'd be like, that's Bigfoot. Whereas if you live in, you know, the eastern part of Louisiana, southeastern part of Louisiana, and you're more familiar with the or you grew up with legends of the Rougarou instead of Bigfoot, then you would be like that. So I saw something shaggy, hairy walking through the woods on two feet. I don't know what it was. Probably a Rougarou. Yeah. And it's just in the area. Like, I don't think you if if someone saw that similar thing in the force of, you know, outside Kelowna here, I guarantee you they'd be like it wouldn't Ruger wouldn't. It'd be like Bigfoot. Bear. It's just where you are. Bigfoot or bear. bear. So it's like you can you can definitely make the argument that it's like it, perhaps it's not as, you know, likely that there is some giant seven foot swamp ape living out there but people are seeing things and if they are seeing something like what is it a fucking uh, ape came across we know they escaped escaped ape escaped ape <laughs> well i came across another theory that some some i think it was either uh you know park service rangers or uh police believe that some of these sightings might be feral humans like they might be not perhaps not completely feral humans like they're just they were raised by alligators or something no. <laughs> but it's so but it's uh humans that either have chosen to live as hermits in this in the wilderness in the the inaccessible swamps of louisiana where so you have come look for you louisiana swamp mowglies getting raised by yeah. alligators it's I mean, the there is a, gator there is necessities, a simple gator necessities. necessities. <laughs> I mean, I definitely know that there is probably a sizable number. I mean, it's been reported and I think there have been actually attempted studies done that have come up with, you know, solid numbers on people who live or who have chosen to live in the national parks of the United States, like deep in the forest where they just, you know, they have either... Uh, felt that they have no no more need of human interaction, so they just move out into these uh, not so much communities, but they go and live as like real hermits. They just right. go out there and live by themselves, uh, avoiding humans. And then perhaps some of these sightings are of these people who have just chosen to live in the forest, in the swamp, in the swamps. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I. I I have a hard time with Ruger. Like my thought, my final thoughts on the Ruger is that I think this one is. I have no doubt people see some strange shit in the swamp. Yep, no doubt. Just like people see strange shit in here, but I'm like, I just I think the Rougarou is more of a legend and a myth that we've come up with, and it's like we said, it's a, it's it's a boogeyman because it doesn't like there's outside of these you know that video which you know is inconclusive to me. I wouldn't I wouldn't. Be like, that's definitive proof of Ruguru. You could have been like, that's a Bigfoot video. That's a giant bear video. That's a video of an escape date. I was like, I don't know what it is. It looks like a giant black object walking through the woods. Could it be a man in a in a giant suit? Yep, I have no idea. I, the footage is so bad that you can't tell. 
But I, I just think it's it's more of as soon as you start putting all these parameters on it, like, uh, yeah, you'll get it if you don't observe Lent for seven years. So if you get that, <laughs> then you'll be fine. Uh, just you just got to observe it once. Seven years is generous. Dude, that would mean. <laughs> but so then if like as non non-Catholic, I'm fine to not observe Lent. It's only if you're Catholic and then don't observe it. You well, get this curse. You're already going to hell. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You don't need. You don't need to be turned into a rigor. You don't need to be taught a lesson. You're already fucked. So then, then it's like this. This like specifics for me are just throw me away. I'm like, you know, it's like the fucking hundred. You'll have it for a hundred and one days. I'm like, what does that? What does a hundred and one have to like? What's the? Is where do they get that number? Right. Someone just counted. They're like, hey, listen, I was sick for hundred and one days. That's what you got to wait. And then it's like, you can't, if you see a Ruguru, you can't talk to anyone about it for a year and a day. What if it's a leap year, motherfuckers? Like, <laughs> how does this work? We have questions. Right. As soon as you start adding like numbers and stuff and like the calendar system that we fucking made up, like it's all make believe. I'm like, then I start to lean that this curse is also just make believe. Right. Just because of that, like nothing adds up. <laughs> You're like, you know, oh, finally, I can tell you about what I saw that dark night in the swamps. And wait, no, it's, wait, what day is it? No, oh, God, no. Become a Rougarou. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think the Rougarou is more of a boogeyman than a potential, like, either like a cryptid, like a like Bigfoot, a lot of people say, is an actual undiscovered species of hominid, which would make more scientific sense. And it just lives in places that you never go, so no one can ever really... Well, listen, if if the Bigfoot legend was, listen, Bigfoot only comes out on every 36 plus a day. He wanders for uh, 13 hours and 23 minutes is your window to see him. And if you see him and tell anybody about it, you will be cursed with the Bigfoot curse for a hundred days where you will then be Bigfoot and wander the you'll be like, huh? This yeah. is stupid. Yeah. So I think it's a, yeah. Amalgamation of a bunch of different lore cultivated into a boogeyman. Well, how do you know that's not how Bigfoot reproduces? Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe well, we have no idea. We could we, don't have, Bigfoot we have no could idea be like that. We have no clue because we have no evidence or anything. We so. you, Bobby Gimmon. He's our man. We had similar looking one of the fucking whatever. The honey. It's like tea. It's like tea. I was a teenage werewolf, and it's like instead of like slam dunking, you're like walking around town with your cane and, and well polished shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, it's like, my dear man, I must. The uh, primal urges of my Rougarou curse have delivered me unto you in order to accost you as is demanded. Yeah. Of my curse. <laughs> I do declare you best start running. <laughs> but then if you fight the Rougarou and cut it, then you're it, it, it instantly <laughs> You're the Rougarou anyway. You're the you're then the Rougarou, and the person who was trying to fight you is no longer the Rougarou. Thanks, bud. Perfect. Thank you. I like the idea though that the Rougarou you no matter where you are, you turn into a Cajun deep southern gentleman. It, it comes with the accent. Right. Yeah. It's sophisticated. You talk slow. Yeah, my heavens. 
where can a man get a fine wine around here, <laughs> around these parts? Tall pitcher of lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it just the AM voice that's giving you that extra rasp? I don't know, maybe. Because you're really dropping into it. You might be a Ruger. One of us could be. Something's this is, happened here. Because you sound like a distinguished gentleman of the finest order. I could quite possibly already be a Rougarou. Um, Did you make con- eye contact with any cows in the last 101 <laughs> days? <laughs> oh, wait. If you did, you couldn't tell us about it. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, it's first rule. Why don't we get into a little space news? What do you want to start with? Uh, the moon's rusting. <laughs> Even without liquid water and oxygen? Yeah, we got to get up there. Bring some Proof CLR. It's made of metal and it is not a real moon. Yeah, it's a spaceship. spaceship. We got to get up there, CLR it. Get that rust. You know, rust is not good. It's going to get everywhere. If we, It could be just surface rust right now, uh, but we got to get uh, we got to get up there and clean it. Yep. The, root, the moon's infested with something called, how do you pronounce this? Hematite? Yeah. Hematite. Hematite. And has scientists baffled. It's an hematite is an oxidized form of iron that's found on Earth, but requires both air and water to form. And since there's no liquid water on the moon, people are baffled. So is, is the are they saying the moon's eventually just gonna turn completely red? Oh, that'd be dope. That would be sweet. Red moon. Blood moon. Always blood moon. Here it comes. Scary. That means dragons are coming. Oh yeah. Could you imagine? Oh. Could you imagine the moon turns red and then all these all these creatures of lore just come to be? It's like Ghostbusters when they fucking. You know. I mean, it sounds like something that could definitely happen in 2020. Yeah, seems very believable. Blood Moon 2020. All right. <laughs> Anyways, it Let's was go. It was found by the Indian Space Research Organization's uh, what Chandrayaan One orbiter. And it found it at high latitudes around the lunar poles. So I guess it's just going to be top and bottom. Slowly. Slowly. Red top and bottom of the moon. I know. What does this mean, though? Does this mean that maybe there is some type of like, like some type I, of Their Their water? best guess so far is that it is, it is a, it's caused by the moon kind of pulling off uh, like earth oxygen, like during, during times when it's, uh, I think they said most of the time, like when it's a full moon, it's when it's a full moon, uh, it's like sitting within, uh, earth, what they call the magneto tail. Okay. <laughs> which is the trailing region of the magnetosphere, uh, yeah. which is away from the sun. So when it's away from the sun, uh, the solar wind is blocked by the earth. So that oxygen, which that normally reduces the, uh, like amount of oxygen that is around, I suppose. And then it, it, from my understanding, it, it pulls off this oxygen, which mixes with either like uh, either impact craters from icy comets or things like that. And it just like, and that causes the rust it's so far. So if you do that over, they count it. Like if you did that over a million years, a couple million billion years, which has been happening, then slowly you, you get a tiny bit of rust on the moon. Right. Ah, it's kind of cool. Uh, let's move on to SpaceX says its Starlight satellite can, internet can already download 100 megabytes per second. 
Let's go. Oh, oh, man. Space internet. Yeah, we got to get space internet. Are we? Can we all agree we're all switch, switching to space internet instantly? As soon as I can, I'm switching. I think we're required to as alien theories theorizing. I think yeah. you have to. It's a primarily space podcast. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm I'm still on dial up, so it might be a little bit of a <laughs> change for you can me. Get space but, dial up. All right. I can dig that. Yeah. As long as the, I as long as it doesn't mess with my MSN messenger or anything like that, I'm a, I'll be okay. Your yeah, your yeah, Yahoo, you your Yahoo chat rooms. ICM. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, what was it? ICM? ICQ? Yeah, ICQ or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, they're saying it's they've just started the early testing because they don't have that many satellites up yet, but already 100 megabytes per second, super low latency, and can already run. You can pretty much do anything high HD and still have bandwidth left over. So once they get all their satellites up, you're going to see that probably good. You're probably going to get to like one gigabyte, like the same as fiber optic cable on Earth, but this is going to be through satellites everywhere. Yeah, they're saying at least a couple of satellites are co- are connected with these uh intersatellite links which are informally known as space lasers. Yeah, it's Ooh, it's cool. the same. It's transmitting light I want just like internet fi- from space lasers. That sounds fucking rad. Just like yeah, fiber optic cable is trans like transporting signal through light. There's using now they're just using lasers in space. So as Tesla always does with everything just makes everything cooler. <laughs> um Speaking of satellites in space, uh, we might not even get to uh, enjoy them long because China is, the Pentagon has announced China is amassing uh, anti an arsenal of anti-satellite weapons in space, uh, preparing Jesus. for uh, World War IV um, to space, where we just blow each other's satellites uh, and create a... What was it? The Kepler effect where we can no longer leave the planet and we're stuck here, doomed. Yeah, Kessler effect. You, they start blowing up satellites, renders us back 100 years communications-wise, rendering space travel moot. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I mean, they say that, but I'm sure America's got the same th- stuff. <laughs> if China's doing... Yeah, the, if- the craft that they're talking about, are they showing pictures of it? I guess it's on the... Uh, uh, on one... Twitter, a couple Twitter accounts like the. It looks like the craft that the Air Force, the U.S. Air Force launched a yeah. while back, yeah, the, the, like X thirty seven B or the whatever. Secret one where we don't know what it was up. Yeah, yeah, it looks well, exactly, exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe really when they're like China's doing this, they're like, well, we did it. Now they're just responding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it works because it does look like that. Uh, so, you, know, you hate to see that. It just. I'm like it, you know. We should just leave the un the war out of the unknown, and that should be something where I don't know why we need to. Well, there's a tr- there's the treaty like to not militarize space yet. Everyone just is slowly <laughs> slowly breaking the treaty. Yeah. <laughs> just a matter of time before I, we got directed energy satellites that could like shoot from space directly at pinpoint target. Yeah, just uh, competing Death Stars yeah. <laughs> in orbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a moon. <laughs> um, that's all I had for space news. Do you have anything else? China lands a reusable spacecraft after two days in space. So not too many people I'm have mysterious. done that. Yeah, yeah. That's a, the CSSHQ, I think it's called. Yeah, try, and, pr- try, try, and, pr- try, try and pronounce that. Chongfu Xiang Xian Hangtian Ki. Yep. Oh, that, was, that was pretty good, actually. Um, I'm impressed. It was launched September 4th, and then it came back down September 6th. So quick, quick in and out. How yep. can you pronounce 
Chinese better than you can pronounce English. That makes more sense. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's cool. Now, now uh, you're starting to see space or SpaceX's innovation start to seep over into other organizations because they realize you, reusing the rockets is much better than just letting them drop into the ocean. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Um, that's all I had for space. Yeah, that's let's end the space news right there. Um, do we want? Uh, I got a UFO case file of the week. Why don't we fire up the random Tron and? All right, let's do it. Here see we what go. it uh, shoots out at us here. UFO. Print, printer's under the table. You see that? <laughs> don't worry, it's coming. All right. Woof. Got it on my computer. Get it. So this person says um, they speak French, and so it's difficult for them to tell their story in English or else they would have called. Uh, so if you have time to read my story, you can. Uh, and feel free to put it in your words. Well, I always do because I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's my story. The scene I'll describe took about 20 seconds in all, and small details can be important at the end. Uh, I'm from a small town in northern Quebec. Uh, on Friday, August 7th, 2020. Oh, this is recent. Recent, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I invited my mom's boyfriend to my house to look at Jupiter and Saturn with my telescope. Uh, they have been together for 27 years now, and my dad passed away 30 years ago. It was about 10.30 p.m., clear night sky. While he was looking up in my telescope... I raise my eyes to the sky as so often to look at the stars, satellites, and planes. As soon as I raise my eyes, I see far in the sky two satellites that, with their directions, should be crossing each other in a matter of seconds, like an X. Because I don't see that too often, I started to watch them. As the seconds go by, maybe five or six, they don't cross as they were supposed to. So I started to have the impression that one on the left is maybe turning, but not sure enough at the time. So I'm focusing on this one to see if it's really turning. Again, not sure. Uh, they are now parallel. It sure must have been turning. So I continue to focus on the same one and I see it starting to zigzag. So now I know I'm seeing something special and not satellites. Right when I realize that, I now see moving in my field of view. So I defocus uh, on the one I followed. I see that there are now four lights zigzagging really high in the sky. That's when I told my mom's boyfriend to look. So the four lights are zigzagging, coming towards us, still really high at a speed I don't know how much faster than satellites. It's when they flew right over us that I saw that it was not just lights. I was able to focus on one and saw that in the middle of the light was a circular object, but too dark to really see something. The light was a round shape too, but it looked to form like a small tail at the rear end. But maybe because of the speed, uh, the light looked like that. Looked to have a reddish, looked to have a reddish in light in the light, uh, so reddish color in the light, but maybe mixed with the same color of the satellites when the sun reflects on it at night. Hard to describe the color. It looked blurry a bit. Again, maybe that's because of the speed. The last thing I saw when still focusing on one was what looked like a metallic 
demarcation, uh, right where the object meets the light at the front of the object. Trying to focus more on that, I never saw it better, so I'm not sure, but it looked like no sound and nothing left behind. Now that the objects flew over us, and I knew I won't have a better look at what I just saw uh, while continuing to have them in sight, I started thinking really hard about the image I had when I had a better view. Get it? <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! What? <laughs> Ooh. One short and no orgasm. All right. That, that'd be weird. I'm sitting right beside you. Uh, now that the objects flew over us, I knew I won't have a better look at what I saw while continuing to have them in sight. I started to really think hard about the image I had when I had the better view. And when not over us anymore, they really looked like lights again. Of what I remember still zigzagging, but as they go further, it was harder to see. We saw them all the way disappearing slowly because they were too far away. Not because the, our view is blocked, so they just disappeared over the horizon. We talked about it for maybe two hours after eliminating everything uh, that it could have been, even if we knew it couldn't be anything we know. So the next morning, I'm excited to call my mom about that. So we are talking, and she said to me, That's funny. Yesterday when we talked on the phone, I really wanted to say uh, for you to look closely in the sky because it's your father's birthday. He will make sure to send you a sign. I never really knew my uh, dad's birthday. I thought it was in July. When I think about UFOs, I think military or extraterrestrial. Never thought about that possibility. The one I believe the less at first, but that stays the most in my mind. The odds of me seeing that on that night with the best witness I could have had for everyone who knows him. The man who takes care and loves my mom for 27 years. Uh, the corridor they flew by was the only place they could have passed without my view being blocked by anything. It's impossible. The first time I think I ever invited him alone. Almost didn't that night because I had a, a big day, but I invited him because I felt I was doing a good action and he loves to look at the sky as well. I really don't understand if we are the only two people that saw those lights that night. Uh, at that height, the distance they traveled over a town of 40,000 people and how many other towns. If that's the case, my dad's sign takes even more sense to, or makes even more sense to me. Four lights, my father and three of his brothers uh, are have passed away or a light for each of his four children. Other coincidence, coincidences, I don't know. If not a sign from my father, they were heading north by northwest. What's going on in the Arctic? Uh, and me seeing four of these in a small town, I don't understand why uh, people still ask in 2020 the questions if UFO exists. Uh, so that's my story. I, he talked to MUFON about it, uh, and they suggested he open a sighting report, which he is now doing. And he says, thanks for the great show, and you guys are the best. So thanks. Um, you know who you are. Uh, East Clintwood on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Um, right cool story. That was a cool story. That is a cool story. I like it a lot. Um, it's it's interesting. I wonder, so if anyone's in, you know, northern Quebec listens to this and you've seen something around these dates, uh, August 4th. When was it? When did I say? Friday, August 7th, 
2020 in northern Quebec. If you had a, if you listening to this by any chance, and you happened to see these lights and corroborate this story, let us know. Shoot us an email. Let us know. We want to know. Did you see it too? Let's hear your accounts. Because maybe if it flew over that kind of town, uh, and it was just strict UFOs, maybe it's uh, there's other witnesses. And if not, if it was some sort of like paranormal, you know, message from his father from the other side. Um, very cool. Either way. Really cool. Interesting sighting. Yep. Um, what else we got? We got the meat draw. Got the Mitra. September. I can't pull it up on the stream. It just, for whatever reason, Pod Weeks has fucked my whole studio up. So I can't get on the stream, but I'll post the link in Patreon and I'll post it on uh, Instagram. Yeah. So here's the pinwheel. Here comes the pinwheel. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Blasting off, it's spinning. What is it? What is it? Cole Barden. Cole Barden is the August meat draw winner. Um, Cole, we'll reach out to you on Patreon, get your size uh, and your address, and we will ship you some cool ATT Get a mystery box from ATT. Some cool swag from us. Um... That being said, go to our merch site. We got fucking dope-ass merch now. We're we back do. on T-Plubbuck. You can put that shit on everything. We're going to have new designs coming all the time now. Um, we have more freedom to add designs that we didn't on Streamlabs. And you will probably get your stuff you order, which was... <laughs> which is a bonus. Always a toss-up <laughs> Which wasn't Streamlabs. a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you can find the link at aliantheorist.com, our socials. just It's it's everywhere. You can't miss yeah. it. Just search just for Just don't us. search it via forget t public don't go to t public and search alien theorists go to our shit and hit the t public link yeah go directly to us cut out Listen, the middleman yeah. don't yeah. don't be funding big shirt fund yeah. the boys <laughs> okay fun fun big theory yeah big theory exactly. all right um anything else before we wrap this one up yeah i'm gonna give a little shout out to the people who decided to go over to patreon.com and subscribe to your favorite podcast to support your boys yeah, yeah. and what a great bunch of people fucking awesome people Every one of you. We appreciate the support. So this week we have Savannah, Captain Jive, Ray, Raquel Vasquez, oh, sisters, siblings, Carla Vasquez, Paul Parker. <laughs> Everybody with the last name back at Vasquez is related. Well, they sound up on the same day, I'm just saying. So it seems uh, like they might have uh, might be related. Maybe not. If, if not, that's my bad. Just a happy coincidence. Paul Parker, Eric Kaiser, Jessica Edler, Dwan Pasillas, Gavin Shoemaker, Eduardo Gutierrez, and that's it for this week. So thank you very much. If you're supporting the show at $10 or more a month, you can enter into the Mitra, which you just heard being announced. So head over. To, you can find that at the same place, website. Or go to Patreon, search for Alien Theorists. No problem. Uh, we had a Theorite of the Week, I, I believe. Oh, Tim Maitland? Uh, Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Tim Maitland. Yeah. yeah. Made us all laugh. We sent each other his comment. He he said, he messaged us on Facebook and he's like, fucking McCann, this was Gavin's year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll have a good chuckle about that. Uh, We're all disappointed that Gavin didn't get his ice time. Yeah. yeah. Got pulled. 
So uh, no, that's uh, that got him theory of the week. If you if you if you generally basically the bar is pretty low. If you yeah. send us something on social media that we can post, or you make a comment like that, where we then be like, when there's a comment where one of us will send to all the other ones, and it makes us all laugh. You're if, you're in the running. For if the, the comment week. is screenshot worthy, you're in the running. You're in the running. Uh, and that one got a laugh. We sent that around. Had a good laugh about that. It's good shit. <laughs> good shit. Fun. That was a fun skit. It was what people. I think people like that skit. It was fun. It was good. All right. Um, is that anything else before we? Uh, no. If you're uh, if you're on Patreon, we'll see you on after hours. And as we always say at the end of these podcasts, I keep those eyes on them sexy skies. <laughs>